0: a DIY manual for the construction of stories by Steve Almond, available from Zando. Go get your copy right now, wherever you buy books.
1: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
0: Hey. Hey, hey. Hey. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Other People Show. I'm Brad Listy. I am in Los Angeles. It's good to be with you. Emily Prophet is my guest. She has a new novel out called Blue. It was translated by Tina Cover and it is available from Amazon Crossing. Blue is the official January pick of the Nervous Breakdown Book Club. The NervousBreakdown.com is my online culture magazine and literary community, and it has its own monthly book club. For more on that, check out thenervousbreakdown.com. Emily Profit is a Haitian writer from Port au Prince. Where she still resides, she is a poet, a novelist, a journalist, and the director of the National Library of Haiti. In French, blue is called le Testament de Solitude, and it won the Grand Prix Littéraire de l'Association des Écrivains de la Langue Française in two thousand nine. Apologies for my French. Uh, Emily's other books include Le Reste du temps which tells the story of her special relationship with journalist Jean-Dominique, who was murdered in the year 2000, another book called Impasse Dignité, and another called Le Bout du Monde et Une Fenêtre. So my conversation with Emily Prophet is coming up in just a moment. Once again, her new book available in the States in translation is called Blue. And before we begin, I do want to say just a few words about Thich Nhat Hanh, the Vietnamese Buddhist monk and teacher, and the author of dozens of books of prose and poetry. Uh, If you're not familiar with him, he was a contemporary of Martin Luther King, and I want to say Martin Luther King Jr. nominated Thich Nhat Hanh for the Nobel Peace Prize in the 1960s. And Thich Nhat Hanh was an activist in Vietnam during the time of the war and was eventually forced to live in exile because he refused to take sides in the war and was advocating for peace and so on and so forth. So he spent much of his life in France and taught all over the world and then returned in his uh, late years in his 90s back to Vietnam after suffering a very serious stroke in his late 80s. So he uh, passed away on Friday at the age of 95 and it really hit me. Thich Nhat Hanh's students call him Thai, which means teacher in Vietnamese. And, you know, I, I never spent time with him I was supposed to go see him talk once, but then I had to leave town unexpectedly, so I couldn't do it, which is to my everlasting regret. But I certainly feel like a student of his because I've read so many of his books and have listened to hundreds of hours. I would guess it's hundreds of hours. I've listened to his Dharma talks, as they're called, uh, so many times through the years. And the reason I'm bringing all of this up on this show is that in addition to being an amazing spiritual teacher and Zen Buddhist master, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh was an incredible writer. He was able to write and speak and think clearly and simply and consistently about complicated things. Things like death, Suffering, anger, fear, love, grief, hatred, activism, nonviolence. A uniquely gifted thinker and writer, able to communicate with great skill and economy. And I just have so much in, uh, admiration for him at that level because I know how difficult it is to write about anything, let alone these kinds of things and to do it so well for so long. Uh, I wanna say he spoke five languages fluently. He got his degree from Columbia. He's just a brilliant guy. I think that part of his life doesn't get the attention that it deserves, just how brilliant he was. So his impact all over the world has been enormous and will continue to be. And when I learned of his death, I had just finished interviewing someone for this show. And what's interesting is that we were talking after the interview itself had concluded, we were sort of saying our goodbyes and I had turned the recorder off and we were talking about Thich Nhat Hanh, not knowing that he had just died. And then, uh, you know, just seconds after hanging up, I turned to the internet as one does, and there was the news. And it gave me the chills. And it then made me think about the power of an individual to change people's lives and to change the course of human affairs. And it made me think about the power of books to change a person's existence. And I know that this sort of thing gets bandied about and it can be easy to dismiss or to think of it as maudlin or something, but thinking about Thich Nhat Hanh, I have to say that he, above all other writers that I've ever read, has impacted me the most deeply. He's not a literary writer per se, but he's a profound writer and I feel like I need to pay tribute to him as he moves on to the next realm or the next life or whatever, whatever it is, because he's a truly great human being. As much as a human being can be great. He was it in my book. And, you know, there's sorrow, but there's also a lot of uh, gratitude. What an amazing life. And this is also something that people say a lot when somebody dies. What an, ama- what an amazing life. But Thich Nhat Hanh, he lived a truly amazing life. He was a truly great human being and a radical human being. The things that he wrote about and the things that he advocated for are simple on their face, but maybe difficult to... Put into practice. It's not easy, necessarily. It's simple, but it's not easy. But I feel like there's so much wisdom in his thinking, and the world could really use wisdom right about now. So if you haven't read him and you're up for it, check it out. Or if you want to listen to, his talks they're on YouTube or they're on, uh, his podcast channel. He's got a podcast from, uh, Plum Village, his monastery in France down near, uh, Bordeaux, I believe. So anyway, my, uh, thanks and appreciation to Thich Nhat Hanh. rest in peace. My guest today is Emily Prophet. Her new novel, available now in translation in North America, is called Blue, available from Amazon Crossing, translated by Tina Cover. It is the official January pick of the Nervous Breakdown Book Club. And it is a very poignant story about a Haitian woman who is en route from the United States back to Haiti and is reflecting on her past her heritage her socioeconomic conditions her future all of it through the lens of this liminal space of an airport an in-between space It's the kind of story that isn't told often enough, in particular here in the United States. So I was grateful to have read it and grateful to have had the chance to meet Emily Prophet and to talk with her about her life and work. I should mention that English is Emily's second language. She, of course, speaks French as a native Haitian. And, you know, my French is far worse than her English. So she was a good sport in answering my questions and in talking with me, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Here she is, guys. This is Emily Prophet, and her new novel, One More Time, is called Blue.
1: Blue was my first uh, uh, novel. Uh, I was before just a poet, and uh, Blue is uh, the, the transition book. For me, from poesy to uh, to uh, novel. So uh, this is, uh, and you can see uh, when you are reading Blue that, I, that uh, I am a poet.
0: Was it difficult to write a novel coming from a background as a poet? Did you struggle or was it something that you felt like you'd been building toward? And I don't know, I'm wondering what that experience was like, that transition.
1: Oh it was uh, it was easy it was like uh, I was uh, I was uh, writing uh, a, a a poem you know uh, and I, it was just uh, a, 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 for me to a moment uh, to to tell uh, things that i had in me and it, and it it came like this and it was uh, like uh, a long uh, a, a longer poem than uh, the but uh, it, many many persons tell me that told me that uh, hey this is uh, this is still a poem it's, no, no, this is uh, other things and uh, since blue had i i can't do uh, I, I think um I, I can't uh, write again a book like this, because I, I have I have had uh, like uh, it uh, more books, but Blue is uh, is the book of transition.
0: And you say you can't write another book like this.
1: Yes, uh, I, I can't. I can't. I I, um, I published a book uh, uh, one years ago. One year ago, that uh, that have had uh, a lot of success in France, in in uh, Montreal, in Canada. But it it was not like uh, like blue. Blue is particular. It was uh, I I had that, those story to to tell, and uh, with this book, I think uh, I I. I made the transition to po- to po- to the po- to poems to uh, prose. Mm. So blue is uh, the only book uh, that I read like this, uh, that I write like this, and I am sure I cannot I cannot write another book like this again.
0: So does this mean you're only going to do poetry, or are you going to just write a different kind of fiction? <laughs>
1: A, a different kind of fiction a, 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 a different kind of fiction because uh, blue is, um, is, uh, is like um, uh, I have too pers- too much personal things on this book. so this it was a thing that i that I had to say to progress in my life. And I taught them, I write, I write them. And I'm very happy uh, that Blue is now in English because that book was published in 19, uh, 1970, you know, 15 years ago. So um, it's very particular.
0: Like, I know it feels good to get it on the page, but to have the book be out in the world, how does it feel once it becomes public? Do you know what I'm saying? To have these very personal, difficult things be in the hands of strangers. Like, what, what do you think about that part of it?
1: I'm afraid, afraid. And uh, 15 years uh, after, uh, I, I, I still have the same sensation that uh, that is something uh, that. That was just for me and my family, and uh, but I'm very happy somewhere because uh, many many persons, many many readers uh, like this book. This book, and I think now the story, the the this story is not only mine. It's a public story. This is the story of women's and men's living here. A story of immigration. Story of um, of uh, misery in my country. Uh, um, this is not my only my story. And I'm very happy for that. This is uh, like a testimony. Uh, those things have... Um, those things are in Haiti. And many people are, are suffering uh, of uh, immigration and um, famine. But uh, this is not only my story. This is the story of... Asian people. This is of, this is stories of, uh, of migrants.
0: I was struck by the fact that this book is set in 2001, right after 9 11. And for those people listening who have not read the book yet, much of it takes place in an airport. And I want to hear you talk about airports. Like you're so good about airports on the page And it made me think about what those spaces are like. Can you talk a little bit about your experience with airports and why you chose to set this novel mostly in an airport?
1: I hate the airports. Generally, I hate the airports, and uh, you have—it's an intersection. You have many people uh, afraid uh, to 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 miss their flight. We have uh, people in hurry, but the the airport uh, was. Um, a, a space to to think about the past and the future. The past, uh, the, the 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 sisters, the, the auntie who died in uh, in Florida, and uh, the uh, and the, the narrators. Back to home, back, back home, and with a story to tell, with an, a story to tell to her mother, with uh, with uh, many memories of the Provence bleue, of the childhood, of uh, immigration. So uh, it was a um, a neutral place to think, to think and uh, and say why those all those things it happen happened to to us. What's the what's the problem? What do we have what what we have to do and we what we don't do why why all those things uh why so uh, the airport was um, was the pretext the the to to the, the silence uh, we have noises we, we we have silence and it was in uh, 2000 in 2000 after just after the 911 and it was eh, Tough. We are. It was tough. Everybody was like, uh, "Okay, uh, I have to stay quiet because uh, things are difficult for um, travelers." And in uh, the the airport, the, the airport was, was a pretext. And uh, the and the, the narrators are remembering, and she's telling, and uh, and. What what we have to do in Haiti to to avoid th- those kind of situations, To remember all uh, all things uh, immigrations bringing for us uh, not always good things, mm. generally bad things.
0: There's a lot of grief in this book. There's a lot of sadness. It's a very sad book. Uh, it's beautiful, but it's also got a lot of sadness in it and that makes sense because Haiti is a country that has suffered so much. And one of the things that I found poignant about your novel and the time that it is set in, again, it's taking place in the immediate aftermath of 9-11, a couple of months after 9-11. Your protagonist Mm -hmm. is traveling back to Haiti, waiting to catch her flight back to Haiti after being in Florida. Her aunt has died, correct? Yes. And what I kept thinking about as she was ruminating and thinking about her country and her life and the struggles and suffering of her mother and her extended family was that all of this was happening before the big earthquake in Haiti in 2010. All of this was happening before the earthquake in 2021. There was another one this past summer. Yes, in August. So there was so much suffering in Haiti then and then to think of all of this calamity that was coming down the line years, you know, just a few years later, just made it extra uh, poignant.
1: Mm. Yes, uh, writers, uh, we are. Um, the reality is uh, the the matière première, the the your first material to work is the reality. So. Uh, and, uh, and like a writer, I don't have any choice. I have to talk about those things. And uh, we had the earth, a, a big earthquake in 2010, and one uh, in uh, August uh, for, uh, August uh, 14. But uh, uh, this is the, those um, uh, those earthquakes um, brings more suffering for Asian people. And after those earthquakes, we have people traveling to the States and uh, we have the big story of TPS, um, a, a, a paper a, uh, making them able to work. So all those stories, and I'm not the only one, I think all the, uh, the Asian writers talk uh, uh, about those, um, those things uh, who, who are in our uh, daily life. So, so, uh, uh, the immigration is a, is a team that I, uh, that I like to, uh, to work with. But I'm not the only one. All the Asian writers, you can find in their works all those, uh, all those things. And, uh, a, and it's very important because they are giving voice they are giving uh, voice to people who who can't uh, who can talk who can tell all difficult are uh, their lives mm.
0: yeah unimaginably difficult uh to so many people you know in the states who might not understand what life is like <laughs> on the ground there i'm curious about your experience of the earthquakes were you there in port au prince when the earthquake happened in 2010 i was
1: there i was I was in Port-au-Prince in, in 2010, and uh, we were, uh, me and many colleagues, preparing a big event, a big uh, literature event, Etona Voyageur. Etona Voyageur is the biggest uh, festival in A French festival in Saint Malo, in Bretagne, in, uh, in France, in the north of France, and we had we we were supposed to have an edition in Haiti, and uh, we had the writers here and we were waiting for more writers when the earth, when we had the the earthquake i was in i was in haiti and i lost many friends i lost we lost uh, writers who, we, who were there for the festival they died and um, and the 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 writers uh, well um here telling what happened what, what happened daniela Ferriere, uh, the a, a famous Asian writers uh, told uh, the the cult- culture can can save us can save everybody so it was um a a weird moment for 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 us uh, uh the uh, the 2010 uh, earthquake in uh, 2021 in august it was in the south um f- more f- far than the, for, for the prince but uh, it, it it was not the same thing but uh, it, it it's still very difficult for people living in the south but 2010 was uh, was big, very big, because we lost uh, many, many, many Haitians.
0: Mm. And were you in danger?
1: No, 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 not. I was, I was, uh, I, I was um, in Petionville. It's a city. is a city uh, near Port-au-Prince, and I was in the street. So I see. Uh, I have seen uh, like. Uh, uh, I, I I don't I don't remember. It was like white. Everything became white, white, and uh, we are what happened because we are not prepared for for that. We don't even know. Me, I don't even know that uh, Haiti can can have a, an earthquake. We have never heard about earthquake since uh, this 2010, January when uh, in and we we lost so many people so many uh houses and uh, public um public institutions monuments uh. so it was a, it was a, a very big things and uh, everybody know what happened after or oh, uh or oh, uh, the money uh, the money for the reconstruction was uh uh, uh, uh Taken by uh, a lot of people from international organizations, from uh, American officials like Madame Hillary Clinton. So it's a big story. I think uh, Asian writers have a lot of things to write to to for generation for generation future future generation.
0: So wait, Hillary Clinton gave money to the recovery. What what happened there? I'm not sure if I understand. <laughs>
1: no she she was she was in the team uh uh, her her husband uh the team for manage the money and we never seen that money we never seen that money and she has very very bad reputation in haiti
0: really okay i did not know that i did not know that (laughs) yes the clinton the clinton foundation
1: yes the bill clinton foundation
0: they never they never helped out they never actually sent the money
1: they never sent the money, and uh, many people think the the money was stolen. I don't know. I don't know if uh, they 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 stole the, uh, the president, the former president stole the money, but he, his foundation uh, has uh, managed, managed the money, and this money never arrived in Haiti.
0: So here's kind of a silly question. So forgive me. But we have uh, this movie star named Sean Penn. (laughs) Uh, He, like, showed up in Haiti, which is, you know, this American movie star goes there and basically camps out and is trying to do relief work, which I applaud anybody who's trying to help out in a crisis, uh, you know, hats off to them. But I'm curious to know, like, are you aware of this? Is there uh, a knowledge of his efforts in Haiti, or is he considered...
1: Yes, yes. Everybody is a star. He was living in uh, in a camp, in a camp with the with people who who lost their their houses and uh, working uh, to to give them food and uh, everything. And I think he stayed for more than uh, six months in this camp. So, but he never came back. I don't know why. I don't know why he was very involved uh, in Haiti after the earthquake.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm. I, I'm just—I always wondered about that. Like, how, <laughs> how did it? How did, how did people there perceive that? But I guess if he's trying to lend a hand, it's like all hands on deck. That's good, you know. I guess it's good.
1: I think people in the camp didn't know really who is Sean Penn. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> It was poor, poor, poor people who never seen a movie, who never heard about uh, uh, Sean Penn. But I think they like him. Uh, why This white person with his big blue eyes working <laughs> like
0: everybody in the camp. I think people appreciate that. Okay, good. Uh, and then I want to talk to you about the title of your book and the color blue. Uh it refers to, I think, multiple things. I think it refers to the the tone of the book, the grief and the sadness. And then repeatedly in the narrative, the uh, protagonist refers to the blue province. And I think the blue province, f- correct me if I'm mistaken, it's called uh, 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 Gros-Marine. Is that how you pronounce it?
1: Yes, it's gros Yeah. in French. And um, the original title is Le Le Testament des Solitudes, the the loneliness uh, testament, you know, and and this book was uh, translated in German and it was the same title in German, Le Testament des Solitudes, but uh, in English, it uh, it became, it became blue. Blue. It's it's a good title because I did not realize before this translation that I talked so much about blue. That blue were uh, coming and coming ever and ever in the book. The blue, uh, the blue province uh, is Gomaré, and and Gomaré, is in the south, and Gomaré was. Earth, Earth uh, by the earthquake in 2021. We, every, everybody in Gomaringe lost uh, their their houses. So Gomaringe was in the actuality uh, in August, but uh, the the Province Bleue before the translation, I didn't realize that I called this place Province Bleue so uh, i am very surprised but litera- the, literature is that you the author the 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 author is is uh, the, the author um continuing to to discover uh, uh, her or his book with the 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 readers so uh, i'm very happy of that of this title uh, blue like uh, the province blue gomar Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do?
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA,
1: member FDSE.
0: It's funny how you wrote the book and yet you're still discovering things about it. It's almost like you didn't write it. It's like a, you know, I have the same sensation. It's almost like a different version of me wrote the book and you pick it up after a while away from it and it's surprising. (laughs)
1: As long as you finished to read the book, it it is not yours anymore. It's for everyone, everybody, and you are maybe nearly in the same place with them and writing. You are and 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 offense. Someone come to you and tell you. So I read that in your book, and you are very surprised because you didn't realize that you you read that things or the interpret the interpretation is uh, is surprising you. This is this is uh, uh, this is good moments with uh, readers and for the author as well. You know, so you are you are discovering ever and ever the book that you read, that you that you wrote.
0: And I want to talk about the reception that the book received when it was published in in 2007, originally in French. How did it how did how was the like the reading public in Haiti? How did they receive it? How did uh, the French speaking world receive the book?
1: the book was uh, well received in Haiti i think uh, readers were was happy uh, the book was published in montreal cause my editor is in montreal mémoire d'un crier and uh, in french uh, in france i have had a prize from the from the uh, fr- french uh, French writers in an in association and uh, I had a prize and I have a, I had a special mention mention in La Havana, in Cuba um, the Casa de las Américas in Cuba it was uh, the, the book was was appreciated by by French readers and uh, and was uh, translated in German in 2008. And uh, yes, the, the the book had a very good reception hmm. in French, uh, in in Canada, in France, and in Germany. In and, Haiti, also.
0: Of course. And what is literary culture like in Haiti? I know from reading about you a bit that you're involved. You do you work at the national library still? Is that right?
1: Yes, I I I, I was uh, uh, the director of the national library and now i'm uh i'm in uh, i'm i'm working in copyright things cuz uh, uh in 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 a side life i am a, a lawyer you're a lawyer a yes
0: you have your law degree yes oh wow yes. that's a good thing to i always feel like that's a useful thing to be right you can look at your own contracts and you know what's going on
1: yes in con exactly in <laughs> royalties and uh, everything uh, regarding copyright
0: so what is literary culture like in port au prince just as an example do you is there a vibrant like cafe society do you are there readings do you know like what what is it like i have no i've never been so i have no context
1: uh, in haiti people like uh, literature and uh, you can have a poet uh, in uh, in the, in the room or in the podium, and you have like uh, 100 person come uh, to 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 here to to listen po- the poet. So people generally like literature, and we have many festivals. You we had, we we just had a a festival uh, uh, en lisant. Reading, reading, and uh, I was very surprised. I went for a conference, uh, a conference. Uh about uh, a, a book uh, that I uh, published in 2018, uh, Un Ayer Assoir. Uh, and uh, I had uh, like uh, at 10 in the morning, I have like uh, 60 young people to here in the room waiting for me, waiting for the conference. And uh, uh, generally, uh, uh, um, writers have uh, a lot of success in Haiti.
0: Well, that's great to hear I mean I feel yeah. like I feel like a hundred people showing up for a poet. That's good <laughs>
1: yes, yes yes
0: and I want to ask uh about another recurring motif in your book, and that is coffee, which yes. you write about, and it plays such a central role in the life of the protagonist, not only in a day to day Way We all, I mean, most all of us drink some sort of caffeinated beverage every day, but I'm curious to know more about coffee in Haiti as uh, agriculture. And then also as like like, truly is tied to this woman's sense of identity and family history.
1: Yes. My grandparents were agricultures and uh, they they were selling coffee coffee is uh is part of the family it's uh it's uh, it's firstly a smell and um a a a memorial uh a memorial link in uh, between us so coffee, we are drinking coffee. Uh, uh, very young in my family. You have one year, two years, and you are drinking coffee. Really? And, uh,
0: wait, wait, yes. wait. When you're when you're a baby, you're two years old. You're drinking coffee. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes you're drinking coffee i remember my 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 brother i have a brother younger than me like uh, 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 and i remember my my grandmother when he was like uh, 1 month uh, giving him some coffee you uh, and telling him you have to know what is it you have to know what is it. This is coffee. Coffee is is, is 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 a link between us. And I like smelling coffee and I like drinking coffee as all my family.
0: Mm, so your grandparents were coffee farmers.
1: Yes. 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 And you can talk about uh, my family with, without talking about
0: coffee. I, I'll say this as I was reading your book, I wanted coffee. I was suddenly like, <laughs> I want some coffee and I want Haitian coffee. I don't want, yes. <laughs> I mean, this is what's funny though, because the the narrator is in an airport. And so of course she's at Starbucks uh, as somebody who comes from a coffee family in Haiti and is kind of closer to the ground in terms of how the, how the product is made. What do you think of Starbucks? Like, are you okay with it? Or do you feel like, eh, this isn't the real stuff?
1: No, I'm I'm okay with every coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's firstly the smell. This is, first of all, the smell of the coffee. And I like every coffee, uh, every coffee, uh, Starbucks or Asian coffee, that's fine with me. I, I just like the coffee.
0: Yeah, it's a good smell. Yes. And it's funny too how a smell can carry with it so much like so much memory
1: another sometimes it's is somebody somebody or a space a special space you can you can live everything uh, you can remember everything with another. and I, I am what you can what people call in friends, particularly a nose i have a i have a memory of of the other and i like that
0: yeah, yeah, me too. And I
1: I love perfume very much. Really? Uh, yes.
0: What kind of perfume?
1: I, I can I can I can identify the any perfume. I think you if if I was born in in France or in California, I, I, I I'll be um I, I I'm, uh, I'll be able to work in in the wine uh, uh plantation, I don't know uh where, where we are, we are making wine because I, I have the nose for order, for remembering everything with my with my nose.
0: Oh, interesting. <laughs> Do you have a good sense of taste too?
1: Yes, yes. And I I, I like to say that uh, uh, literature is a five senses job. If you have your your all your senses, uh, you can use them you can read cause uh, uh, for writing you have to you have to read you have to to have culture but this is the most important cultures the cultures that you can get with your senses so you can you can see what uh, what somebody is feeling and write about this person even you if you don't have any you you don't have had any conversation with him hmm. so if you don't have your senses i think you can't be a, a, a writer an artist not not only a, a writer an artist you have to to use your five senses and eventually have a a, a sixth a senses like the the they call the, the sixth sense the sixth sense
0: Hmm. And I'm thinking about as you're talking about uh sense memory and the way that a a, a smell can evoke so much uh about our pasts. I'm think and, and how it how that sort of stuff lives in your body. I feel like this is tied to a deeper theme in the book, which is how our ancestors live inside of us and how trauma from generation to generation lives inside of us. That is very much what this book is dealing with and what this character is dealing with. And, you know, I think just to, just to summarize a little bit for people listening, the narrator of the book is thinking about and revisiting memories that have to do with her upbringing and with her mother and with her mother's sisters, each of whom took a different path in life. Uh, two of the sisters, I believe, went to Florida. Is that right? Yes. There's, yes. there's yes. Odile, Odile and, forgive me, it's uh, Odile and, uh, and Christy. Christy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she's <laughs> pondering all of this. And i just like to hear you talk about that experience um, in the book, but also in your life and the way that you know your family history informed the writing of the novel and the way that i don't know we all carry stuff uh, maybe i think much more than we even realize that goes way back you know many generations
1: yes uh, way back uh, to 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 understand to see where well these stories beginning at, uh, at the Provence bleu after the second the second world war uh, they are they are women in um, in, a, in a province the, the province bleu and uh, they they are so poor they came to the capital in Port-au-Prince and uh, for bad life uh, uh, more misery and then uh, going to the United States and uh, trying to to work but when uh, when you are an adult and you are going to a foreign country it's not easy it's not easy the adaptation the adaptation and when you don't have the when you are illegal when you have the the the, the good paper the legal pa the legal paper to work and to come back because leaving your country is a is a difficult choice it's a big choice but when you are able to come back it's not the same thing. I I lived in Swiss in Switzerland, but I was uh, I was able to come back in my country whenever I want. But when you are far from your home and you have family and you have somebody like your mother, like your daughter who who died, and you 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 keep come just for the funeral because you don't have the legal paper if you if you are if you try to come back you will never go can go 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 back to the country when we are working when you are working to help the family uh stayed uh, in the in the country it's a it's a very complicated situation and it was the situation of those ladies, those two ladies who chose to leave their country with a visa to go to work in the United States. And they died. It was a story, a, a, a real story. They died in an accident and and uh, it was like this. And, uh, and I was in this airport asking myself, what happened? Why it's it happened. What, what, uh, what did, what I don't get? Why it like this? And uh, uh, and I had to to write. I had to to bring out to me this story and share it with uh, other people. Cause it's still in Haiti when the people when pers- when people leave to to go to the states or elsewhere. We, those who are Haiti think they are good that's a good choice they 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 will have the possibility to work to help us uh, in the country but it's not true we we there there is no more eldorado in the world so when the and it's a it's a big 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 uh, challenge for for those who who left and uh, maybe you you maybe you are you 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 have seen in set, in september Brad in texas we have had the haitian migrants on uh, and the policemen on us uh, uh, trying to catch them with the lassos and I think people are beginning to see it's. This is not a paradise. This is not an El Dorado. When you are living, it's a tragedy.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, I feel like uh, I think the I think the immigration process has always been fraught. Maybe more so recently, and then I think with the decline of American democracy and with the immigration policies that we saw under Donald Trump, it just brought it into strong relief. So again, your book is prescient. Your book is a lot of, uh, it's like a foreshadowing of all that was to come considering when it was written and published back in 20, uh, you know, 2007. And I'm wondering, I mean, you said that you lived in Geneva, you worked as like an attache for the Haitian government. Is that correct?
1: Yes, I was working uh, on intellectual property in WIPO, World Intellectual uh, Property Organization, at uh, for the Haitian mission in uh, in Switzerland. It was was it was for one year because I was, uh, I I it it was so uh, so boring for me. So after after uh, before uh, uh, one year. Uh, I came I come back to Haiti.
0: You did. Okay. And I was wondering, because we were talking about immigration and the desire for so many Haitians to try to come to the United States or go elsewhere. I'm wondering if that ever tempted you. You know, it sounds like you were born and raised in Port-au-Prince and you've made your home there.
1: No, yes. I'm living in Port-au-Prince and uh, uh, I, I have, someday it's so hard in Haiti, I, I, I think uh, I, I, okay. I I, I'm, I must go. Like uh, so much uh, person did it, but I'm still here. I'm still here because uh, it's um, this this country is inspiring me, and uh, I like to be here to to see what's what what happened and uh, be uh, uh, angry and uh, and say uh, I I have to I have to do something. I think I have many things to do here. I think uh, I um, I have a mission to to tell what's happened here, what's happening here, and uh, this is not uh, a way to to um, to to make misery like an aesthetic thing, but uh, uh, to 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 tell what what happened or people living here and i think uh, every everyone cannot go so i'm here i'm here and uh, i'm working here and uh, i will not uh, I, I will not uh, going to live in another country so i i confess that i have a chance i have the i am very lucky cuz uh, I, I i'm traveling a lot in many countries, I was in France uh, uh, two weeks ago, and uh, I, I will be at uh, Mali in Africa in January, and then in France, and then uh, in Saint Malo. I have, I'm lucky, I have the possibility to to travel a lot because I'm a writer. I was, I'm inv- I am I have inv- invitation to go to the festivals, to the. Um, conference colloc so uh, this is maybe why uh, I, I accept to to stay here I have no problem to stay here
0: so all this traveling that you're doing has to do with your work as a writer not your work as a lawyer
1: as a lawyer uh, i'm going to geneva once a year for the general assembly of waipo but uh, since uh, since the, the the pandemic they don't we don't have uh, the we don't have uh, a general assembly in geneva so uh i'm right i'm traveling like writer
0: like well that's nice though that's nice i it's nice to be invited to these places and to get to fly around the world yes where, yes, where, and, uh, where, in, where in France were you again?
1: In France, generally, is in Paris. So, uh, Saint Malo. Oh, um, in September and October, uh, October, I have a tourney uh, in France, and I went to Toulouse. Uh, I went to Bourgogne uh, uh, and uh, La Rochelle. So it was it was very very tired. I was tired, but it was it was it was good. It was yeah.
0: good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sometime in in Brussels uh, and uh, somewhere in in Africa, like Niger, Mali. Uh, I went to um, Tunisia in in September for the Congress of French Writers. I went to Tunisia. I went to Morocco, to Algeria. So. Um, <laughs> Everywhere where I'm invited, I'm going to Yeah, yeah. Talk, wish, right through. Wish okay.
0: somebody would invite me somewhere. Nobody ever invites me.
1: <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet.
0: Um, so do you have, I mean, you said your grandparents were coffee farmers in the south of Haiti, in, uh, you know, Provence Bleu. But I'm wondering if... Um, you have any writers in your family? Do you can you trace your lineage as a writer and as a poet to other ancestors?
1: No. Not really. My 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 fathers uh, my father, Alf brother, was a poet, but he wa it he was uh, he, he was uh, he was sick, he was uh, Realistic. It was a psychological problem and I think he wrote uh, a, a a little book of poems uh, which was not very good, but I don't have writer I don't have writers in my family. I'm the first one.
0: And what do they think of you?
1: Uh, oh oh they are very proud. They are very proud uh, and uh, I think my brother, I have uh, two brothers. I think the little one, uh, he, he, he read uh, everything I, I wrote. I think uh, I think they are very proud.
0: Well, that's good. That's what you want, right? You don't want them to be like, "What is this?" I think. Listen, I think sometimes family members can get upset when there's a writer in the family writing about personal stuff and sharing stories that might implicate or involve family members but it's good to have that support and to have family members who understand my my my, my,
1: my dad would my dad is uh, he died in 2020 and i think he 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 was not happy when i when i wrote uh blue the Testament of Solitude, but uh, I was an adult and he had nothing to say. But I think it, he, he he doesn't like this. He doesn't like it.
0: Yeah, but I think that's a, that's an interesting question. It's one that I've run into myself. Is how do you handle that? You have to write. You have to write what you write. You can't. I mean, you don't want to deliberately. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to deliberately hurt somebody. But I feel like you can't. You can't censor yourself. I think if you do that, it's a, it's you know, it's not going to lead to a good book.
1: Yes, and when you when you write, uh, when you write, uh, you um, often you talk, uh, you have to talk about uh, people, uh, family, and and uh, and my my dad. think uh, it uh, it uh, it was uh, 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 not this decency to to talk about the family like this so that but but I think when you feel things you have to talk about them you have to share experience experiences and uh, and with the with the good languages because languages is the the higher expression You, you 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 can't read if you don't if you don't have the language, if you have the language, the you you the 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 way to tell the story, you have to share the story. When the story is in you, you have to to bring it out and share and share it, hmm. share the experience.
0: So, I want to ask you. Uh, I've talked. To, we touched on this a little bit, but I'm curious to know about the relationship between. Uh, Haiti and Florida in particular. I I could be misapprehending this, but it seems because of geography that there would be more travel between Florida and Haiti than other places in the United States.
1: The American government had always considered Haiti as the backyard of America because Florida is... Just one hour and 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 a half from haiti in a flight so uh you you take a flight at three to Florida at four thirty you 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 left port au prince at three and at four thirty you are in florida and in the in the past in the eighties we have had a lot of immigration by boat to Florida People lived Haiti with uh, the, the little boat to Florida and they, they we have we have had many many people going to Florida just by boat and the American that uh, have uh coast guard to uh, uh, to, to 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 prevent uh, those uh, illegal uh, traveling to Florida. So uh, when you are in haiti going to florida is very easy i was in florida in uh, in july i was in florida in july and i have uh, many many friends uh, living in florida florida and creole creole is uh, is uh is nearly an official language in florida you have english you have spanish and you have Creole in Florida. When you are, when you are in a, in a federal, federal building in Florida, you have notice in English, Spanish, and Creole.
0: Hmm, I did not know that.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: and uh, I wanna ask too about jazz because the protagonist in the book loves jazz music, and I know that you, you used to do a jazz show on Radio Haiti. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay.
0: I, yes. I, I mean, I'm no expert, but I like jazz as well. I'm curious to know how you came to this and like what your background is musically.
1: I, I, I had many friends who were listening jazz when I was when I was uh, adolescent, uh, when I was uh, nineteen, twenty, and uh, and uh, every every weekend we were listening jazz uh mice davis and uh and many others the singers like billy Holiday, and uh and reading stories about uh about uh, american jasmine jazz jazz singer and uh i, I had a, jazz, a radio show a jazz radio show and I'm still working for at a radio in Port-au-Prince. Three, three, I have three shows in uh, by week. This morning I was in the radio, not for jazz, but for cultural uh, things, uh, talking about uh, books, about music. uh, But uh, yes, I had that show and uh, for, for, um, for many years, every day I remember I I, I I I heard jazz and I had many 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 informations about uh, about uh, American jazz singers. So we were listening uh, jazz every time, but it was American jazz. So we we had many singers uh, that was good moments and uh, and the jazz. Uh, uh, enter it in uh, in blue naturally
0: do you play mu- do you play music do you sing
1: no i'm no no unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately no
0: yeah me neither i don't have any of that i wish i did
1: <laughs> yes me too me too
0: i think everybody wishes they could sing and play an instrument right
1: Yes, I have two daughters, and uh, one of them uh, uh, playing guitars, and the other piano. Oh, really? Yes. They They have the gift. Yes, they have the gift. Uh, the, the 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 They are playing uh, guitar and piano. Hmm. But well, uh, maybe uh, they,
0: maybe they can live out your jazz dream. They can live out the dream, and they
1: they, they had the 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 they had they have had better parents than me.
0: your parents did not give you a saxophone when you were a child i take it no
1: no 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 i had nothing when i was a child Uh, i had nothing and i uh i uh i i read a lot because i had uh, accountant books uh, at home because my 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 father was an accountant and my my uh, my grandfather, the father of my my dad, was uh, was a lawyer, and I had uh, uh, lawyer li- uh, book books uh, about uh, law at home and uh, and accountant. So I read books uh, regarding accountant and and law. I didn't have a literature book at home so it was uh it was uh difficult but uh when i was uh when i was uh, 14 i met uh, friends who were reading, reading and and uh, i i had access to books and uh i'm very happy i i think that changed that changed my life but it was uh it was a uh, a monk how do you say monk uh in in english uh uh I, I didn't have books at home, hmm. and we don't. And we, when you are living in Haiti, we don't have library that where you can go and read. You don't have library, even at at the school. You don't have library.
0: Really? So how do you? Where do you read? Where do you get books?
1: Uh, uh, friends, friends, uh, I, I, at friends' home, and I have the chance. I have the chance to meet uh, uh, writers when I was 14. I I, I met Winnifield uh, Oktet, a a po a, a famous Asian poet. Poet, I met uh, Jean-Claude Fignolet and I go uh, and uh, they they lend me book uh, that I read, but I, I don't have, I don't, I, I didn't have book when I when I when I was a child. Now I have too many books. This is another problem. I have too many books and no 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 time to to read all the books that I have.
0: I I hear you there. I hear you there. In fact, I could, you know people listening cannot see this, but there are books behind you, bookshelves filled. Yes. So I I ran out of shelf space at this point. I can't even put if people send me books, I don't know where to put them anymore. I just I have piles now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. 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 When I was uh, when I was young, I, I I I have uh, a, a lack of everything. <laughs> But this is Haiti. This is a, this is a, a developing country. We're, we're getting worse and worse. So uh, we don't have book, we don't have food, we don't have electricity, uh, a lot of lack.
0: And the government situation is unstable as well
1: oh very unstable very unstable the you heard about the assassination of the president in July yeah and uh, and uh, many problems to 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 give him justice to to arrest the 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 people who did that and we and every day is coming with other problems other problems uh, in the we don't and now we have uh, a kidnapping problem people uh, kidnapping uh, it's uh, it's it's a really really uh, we are we are just uh, very um, uh, tired of that
0: yeah well I think that's one of the things about your book and about the story that it tells that struck me so much is how much despair there is in the narrator and, um, by extension in the people of Haiti who have been through so much and who have so much coming at them, whether, you know, it's, it's not just personal poverty. It's, it can be a national poverty or it can be that poverty coupled with natural disaster. It can be that poverty coupled with, uh, corruption, government instability, um, you know, infrastructure, um, problems, all these different things. And I marvel at the resilience, uh, the resiliency of people who live there and who continue to fight to make it a better place and who continue to be productive and make art and music and all the rest. But in the narrator of your book, I was moved by I think it's a sense of exhaustion. You know, it was a, it's a, you could really feel the fatigue when it comes to all the trauma and all the difficulty and I, the struggle to find hope, you know, to have hope despite all of the difficulties. I, I'm wondering, I'm wondering how you do it. <laughs> you know, do you, do you have str- like similar struggles? Do you have, it, it seems like you would have to have, a pretty, what's the word for it? Like a realistic outlook and a toughness, I guess, at a certain point when you're trying to navigate all of this. Can you just talk about that? It's got to be difficult.
1: It's it's difficult and uh, we can't count on the government. We can't count on the politician. Everybody count on... Itself, and uh, and I think um, I think this country is. Uh, the, someday I think this country doesn't exist because people nobody nobody think about Haiti like a country who can be different. We don't have any uh, any public policy, and. Uh, the people who the, the the people who are doing politics, the active politics, those who want to be uh, a, a representative, want to be president, want to be minister, they I don't I don't think they they are fighting for a better country, because it's the same thing. So you have this this team on the power, and it do it it, it do like. The, other, the, the, the old team did, so we, we just don't know why people want, because everybody these days are talking about election, but, it, but we know we know that nothing will can change because pe- I, think, I think this majority of these people doesn't want to live here. Haitian hmm. people, the 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 story of of our lives is an immigration stories. Haitian uh, coming from Africa by boat to the island to work like slave. And I think the peop- I think everyone wants to go elsewhere, somewhere. This country is not their country. I think we have to to think about this problem. Or can we change the mentality? Or can we force people to understand, to agree that this country is their country? And this is a problem. Election will not resolve anything. I think we have to change mentality. We have to change mentality. So uh, when you change the the, the 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 politics, the the new the new ones. Did exactly the, the that it's exactly what the the old team did. This is this is like this uh, since, uh, two, uh, since two since two, two, and eighteen years since the independence. Hmm. So we don't have any hope.
0: <laughs> well, I like to believe that writers can play a role in helping to build a sense of national identity by telling stories like the ones that you're telling it, you know it's going to be a small effect but it's a necessary and important effect and so i applaud you for doing the work that you do and for staying there and bearing witness to the place and to the people who live there and to you know making your stories their stories
1: Yes, what literature can do nothing, but it can shut up. It can shut up. It, it, we have to talk. We have to explain what happened. We have to tell what people feel, what what people feel in this in this country. And I think this is why uh, why uh, Asian writers have uh, that success in the mm-hmm. world cause they are they, they are telling they are talking about things that sometimes people don't think possible this is this is us this is the country and this is a special story a story of slavery a story of independence because Haiti is the first rep- first independent black republic in the world and this country is trying 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 and- and can't reach what everyone maybe wants. A country when they can live, the the where well, they can they, what they can have food, they can have uh, medical uh, medical uh, uh, et santé. Voilà. Et so we are we are just trying every day. But <laughs> every morning th- I, I, I every morning we we said. Is it possible? Is it still possible? We have to think in this thing we can we can uh, go further further so uh it's a it's a difficult life
0: hmm. Well, it's so nice to meet you and i uh, I enjoyed your book. Congratulations on its publication here in the States in English. Are you working on a new book?
1: Uh, no, no, I'm uh, I'm not working on a book now. Maybe next month in in uh, 2022, because uh, I I was uh, in uh, in the le, in this one, Le Village de Dieu. This is uh, God villages, God villages. Uh, this is uh, the Village de Dieu is a slum in Port-au-Prince. And this book had a a big success. Oh, it did? (laughs) And uh, Brad, I'm so sorry for, yes, yes. And I'm so sorry for my English. And I'm going to improve it (laughs) for the next time. Hey,
0: listen, I'm sorry for my French. You haven't even heard it yet, but it would be (laughs) unintelligible probably. Or at least you would think I had like, uh, you know. A second grade education i can only say very basic things in french so i appreciate your efforts to talk with me uh in my native tongue congratulations on the publication of blue and uh and on all that you have going and i wish you well
1: thank you brad and good luck uh, for your book uh, your coming book so uh thank you very much
0: okay guys there we have it that is emily prophet and her new novel is called Blue available now from Amazon Crossing in translation uh, translated by Tina Cover you can find Emily on the internet she's on Twitter at ProphetEmily is her handle once again the novel is called Blue the official January pick of the Nervous Breakdown book club go get your copy right away If you would like to join the Nervous Breakdown Book Club, just go to thenervousbreakdown.com and click on Book Club in the menu bar. You'll get a new book delivered to your door every 30 days. I interview book club authors on this podcast. The Other People podcast is offered freely. Did you know that? Every single episode of this show is available for free. It's a listener-supported program. If you like this show, if you listen regularly and you get something from it, I hope you'll consider supporting the show over at patreon.com slash other PPL pod. That's patreon, patreo ncom other PPL pod. For as little as $1 a month, you can support the show. There are different tiers, different levels to meet every situation. As you move up the scale, you can get stuff, a book club membership, a t-shirt, a tote bag, a coffee mug. I will wish you a happy birthday. I will write you a postcard. Patreon.com slash otherpplpod. If you're interested in uh, pre-ordering my novel, you can do that. Just go to bradlisty.com, and it's all right there. If you send me a, a proof of purchase, a screenshot of a proof of purchase, I will write you a little note and send you another people sticker. Send it to you in the mail. So, just and I'll give you a shout out here on the podcast. So, just uh, go to bradlisty.com for pre order information. If you would like to email me, the address for the show is letters at other ppl.com. This program also has its own official app. Did you know that? The app is free. Go get the app. The Other People podcast has its own YouTube channel. Search for it by name at YouTube. Uh, other ppl dot com and subscribe okay talk to you soon